shot first, come on, grab your friends. We're gonna talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor Oled and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greeter shot first. So, Connor. So, Andrew. Got a question for you. Hopefully, I got an answer. Are you familiar with Star Wars The Vow of Silver Dawn? You know what? I was going to say yes, but now I know. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Uh, I'm going to guess it has something to do with the courtship of Leia. No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, that's actually, I mean, that's a strong guess. Oh, you said the vow. I'm thinking I saw like wedding vows. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay. But makes sense. Uh, no, it, apparently it's a new thing that like Star Wars and Lucasfilm books are going to be doing. And it is a... Chinese exclusive Star Wars novel. No, really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be set in like a new part of the galaxy. Oh god. And it's going to be I and like there's no idea to convert it into English. Um it's supposed to be kind of like set at the end of the High Republic kind of storyline. Interesting. Yeah, so it's just weird to me that like they're doing this new thing, and they're not going to make it for American audiences. That is weird. I mean, it, it that's that's how the markets are going anymore. You know, it, it's just their their market is just as big as our market when it comes to releasing movies and all for that sure. Kind of stuff. And honestly, that's been like the white whale that I mean, Lucasfilm and Star Wars in general have been trying to chase, mm. uh, just in the sense that. You know, I mean, Marvel has had great crossover appeal into China and and across your uh, like Europe, Asia, all over the world. Yeah. Um, whereas, like Star Wars has kind of been limited more or less to kind of like a, like a North what? American and and yeah. European kind of market. That makes sense. I and mean, even to that end, like I said, it's uh, they're they are starting to branch out in that respect. They're bringing a lot more. Um, uh, a lot more uh, like Asian scent actors and stuff like that. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, that was certainly. You know, I mean, shamelessly, that was kind of the appeal of like Donnie Yen in Rogue One. Exactly. And, you know, it's it's something they've tried and kind of had miss, you know, mixed success with. So it's just interesting to see them take a more direct approach, like especially this part this. of the galaxy and the stories in this are now yours. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't I don't have a problem with that. I, 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 I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Star Wars is for everyone. You know, I think it should be available to everyone. I think it is available to everyone in its own way. But more often than not now, uh, you know, the people behind Star Wars at Disney and everything, they've been way more inclusive and just trying to make it more accessible for a lot of people who've just haven't had the chance or desire to try it. And to that end, like I I have been looking into the High Republic more and more now that we're done with our reviews and everything like that. Like I want to get back into the books and stuff and I'm, I'm already into a couple books, but I know that the High Republic series is starting up real soon. Yeah. January 5th. Yes. We get Light of the Jedi. And that's the first novel. Yes. Yeah. Because you also, and it's written by Charles Sewell, who is best known for his comics work. Exactly. He did the Darth Vader novels. Yes. Which they were incredible. Yeah. In their own right, and I know that there's also going to be High Republic comic books as well as young adult novels. So they're just gonna they're gonna have like a, a kind of a mini explosion you yeah. know, right off the bat. Like they're all gonna kind of come around come out around the same time. Yeah, it's I mean that's something we haven't really addressed yet, but I mean it's it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be kind of like the big main crossover event. Uh, coming from the books, kind of yes. in the new canon era, which I'm excited to hear about. You yeah, know, like this is this is a this is a big task to uh, to uh, take forward because they, I mean, in the way of you know Star Wars Legends and stuff like that, these are humongous shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we've seen so much good come from what we've known of Legends already put in play with you know all the properties that come out, yes. especially Mandalorian season two. We've we've said it enough times. <laughs> Um, you know, there's so many little legend ideals there coming out there, but it's exciting to know that they're taking the idea of the old Republic. It's not the old Republic. Now it's the high Republic. Yes. And they're kind of presenting it in this way of, you know, it was just peace and prosperity Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to see where it goes. Yes. But I, I mean, I don't have a problem with them doing that. I would hope that at some point maybe, um, you know, maybe they would translate it into English for English speaking audiences or something like that. But if they don't, they don't, you know. (laughs) 
I, uh, I'll just refer to my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law and just have them translate <laughs> yeah, for me. Yeah, you've got an in. I have a definite <laughs> in. I'm going to let Jackson know about this. I'll see what he says. Perfect. But uh, in other news, Uta Puta, everybody. Hello and welcome to Greedo Shot First. My name's Connor. I am Andrew. Yeah, we are here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. And today, gang, we're back at it. We're here to talk about some Star Wars news. Yes. You know, this is funny. This is the first episode since our first episode of the new season that we haven't read into uh, a Mandalorian story. So I'm a little rusty. <laughs> uh, I apologize. But we are, we ha- our big topic today is the big news that came out from the, the Disney Plus investors meeting uh, a few weeks ago. Yes. You know, so everyone's already put out articles and uh, videos and breakdowns and this and that. And this is our little go through. Uh, we had time to kind of process what's happened. And now we're going to just uh, share our feelings and, you know, our thoughts and beliefs and everything. So uh, let's go around a little bit. First of all, Brian, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? You doing good? Yeah. All right. It's good to be here. Uh, as exciting as it was to do every episode of The Mandalorian, I'm I'm very excited to get into some of this news. Oh, hell yeah. Andrew, how about you? Yeah, feeling the same. I mean, I agreed. It's just been, it was so exciting to do all of those Mando episodes. I'm really glad that we actually got to spend time and break them all down. Yes, uh, and I, hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much. And now we're going to go into... <laughs> Kind of our old routine, but yeah. it's nothing wrong with that. We're gonna we're gonna stay with it. So instead of doing a bit, you know, a little bit of news off the top, this is a news oriented episode all yes. the way through. Yeah, I, I yeah. think the investor meeting is <laughs> it's big worthy news. of its yeah. own episode. They There's certainly, certainly a lot yeah, that happened. Certainly gave us a whole lot to try to unpack. You're <laughs> telling me, and so like they so they dropped this. And, you know, like I said, we've had time to think about it and everything like that. And I've gone back through and actually watched the whole presentation again just to kind of get myself refamiliarized. It's still just amazing to think that, like, all these great ideas are just kind of coming together. And I want to know what everyone's thought is on this before we start breaking down each one. Uh, there's a new word that's out there uh, based around all the shows and, uh, you know, feature films and everything they've announced. They said that uh, Disney has went full on Marvelization. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the you know Star Wars era, and I mean I see what they're talking about because I mean with Marvel everyone got their own offshot series or their own movie or anything like that. Ultimately, it worked, and I would like to think that if they if they have the right team behind them, which yeah. ultimately they do, and they have their eyes set on a certain goal, they can accomplish it. Well, that's I mean that's what it comes down to is I mean. It's one thing to say, okay, we're just going to like throw all of this stuff at the wall and we're going to see what sticks. But what works is when you have executive producers and showrunners and, you know, directing talent and stars that actually care about the thing that they're working on. Care about the which product. Which is, yeah, which is what has worked so well for Marvel over the years. Especially, yeah. And like, especially with the Mandalorian series and everything, a lot of people have looked towards Filoni and Favreau. Just for the sheer fact that they've, you know, they're big fans of the series and they knew what fans would be expecting. And they, they kind of took that and ran with it. The same way that uh, Kevin, Feige, you know, he, uh, Kevin Feige does his, you know, idea about like how he breaks it down. He knows that everyone has, wants their own representation. And I mm-hmm. think he does do the legwork to make sure that everyone feels like they have someone that represents them. Yeah. Or something that represents them. And I think that's what that we're going to get with these shows. Exactly. I mean, um, I think it's, it's taken a while maybe for Star Wars to, and Lucasfilm in general, to kind of find that niche. But I, you know, but obviously it's like, you know, a huge part of it is they found Favreau, <laughs> you know, in a sense, not that he wasn't, was an unknown by any stretch. No, but. no, no. He was just this young up and comer kid. He just got <laughs> off some fresh thing called the Iron Man. Yeah. You know, so I think the he's Lion cool. King, the Lion King, the Jungle, Elf, Jungle Book, Elf, Elf. <laughs> <laughs> Swingers, but uh, <laughs> the replacements. All right, I was done. Uh, but yes, young, Playing young happy Hogan, uh, <laughs> on, uh, in the original Daredevil movie. Oh my God. That's right. That's right. He did play happy. Yeah. Oh my God! No, 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 er, no, no, no! I'm no. sorry. Well, that's in Iron Man. That's but Iron he Man. Was, he um, played um, Foggy. Foggy. That's it. Wow, he's been everywhere. <laughs> Anyways, so you see what I'm talking about? It's like I said, it's the same thing. I think everyone and they're like, there, there's so many people that love Marvel that like, I think they see what they've done with Marvel and they're going to continue doing with Marvel because it wasn't just a big day for Star Wars. Yeah, it was a I big mean, day for a, Marvel and everything else yeah, too. Big day for Disney, Disney. Every Disney yeah. property. Did yeah. you see National Geographic? 
Because I didn't. <laughs> I, was I, I did not. What? You got me real excited there. The tigers and the bears and the lions, it's all coming together. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Part one. Yes. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, but it was it was funny because like I've read some recaps of it that like they literally went through like on ABC Family and on, yeah. you know, FX. And Here's on, what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> So, like every single property. It's a long meeting. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a lot of properties to cover now. Yes. So with that being said, um, what we're going to do for this uh, to actually break it down, because there there are several different you know features to be added here, and we're just going to focus on the properties uh, that are being announced. We're going to go one by one, uh, give a little bit about each one, and we're going to you know express our thoughts and feelings and everything like that, and then. That'll be it. Yeah. More so or less. I, I think if this is all right with everybody, I'm just going to quickly mention the non-Star Wars Lucasfilm projects. Okay. Just so that we address them and we, you know, Let, let's establish right that off, they're yeah, out there. Let's start right off the bat with the least important ones. Yes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know you like, the, you like the first one we're about to bring up, so let's bring it up. Willow. Willow. <laughs> Will Row Hood. No. That's Sorry. Not exactly, but... Close. Oh, God. Wait till you get to the end of Journey. Oh, sorry. But yes. So we get to... Well, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so Willow will be the first. It's going to be a like show continuing the story of the movie from the 1980s starring Warwick Davis, who was directed by Ron Howard. Yes, I didn't realize Star Wars that. fame, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess I remember that. But now we have uh, John M. Chu who did Crazy Rich Asians yes. coming along as the showrunner for this one. Yes. Uh, it's expected to premiere in 2022, uh, and it's just going to pick up with uh, Willow Offgood. <laughs> well, so... Uh, do you know? It's his continuing adventures, but it's going to be kind of diegetic so that Warwick Davis can be... You know, older. however old he is, yeah. Well, so to that end, I want to I refer to you, Brian, on this. Now, what, like... I, I I'm not nearly as familiar with Will uh, Willow. Um, what is, like with the your knowledge of the movie and everything like that? Like, where can you see this going? Like, what's your idea of the story? So here's my spoiler alert. I haven't seen Willow in years. Oh, no. <laughs> when, I, when I made reference to being an OG Willow fan, <laughs> yes, I've seen Willow. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. I, I mean, my guess is it's been approximately 20 years since I last saw Willow. Well, so, all right. Well, so that it's the same thing for me here. So let's let me just put it out there and see if, it, if I remember correctly. Willow, he's kind of, I mean, I guess they're not so much dwarves, but just, just small people in this, in this, uh, you know, fantasy land or whatever yeah uh he comes across a baby like a a a human baby or whatever like a full-size baby or whatever and he has to take care of it that's all i know right that sounds right and patrick swayze's there yes and there was that like and i like my kind of one comment that i made was like it's like the dorkier version of the princess bride (laughs) (laughs) i could see that (laughs) i wasn't sure if it was I can't say you're wrong. Well, I wasn't sure if it was going to be something like they're they're like hobbits, you know, in the sense that like they're just simple, you know, they're simple folk. They, yeah. they enjoy a simpler life. I couldn't figure uh, it out. I, there's like magic and stuff. I don't know. There's magic in Lord of the Rings. Well, names of Ooh. anyhow, yes. Will, Willow is coming. Willow yes. is coming. Everybody, Brace yourself. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Keep it moving. My body is ready. Hans Zimmer. Uh, that's right. Uh, the next one we've got is Indy Five, and the quest for Ben Gay. <laughs> in the quest for that thing I put down over there. Uh, so yeah, wow. I I mean I heard rumors that they were going to do Indy Five, but goddamn, I'm still surprised. <laughs> like he didn't seem to enjoy any of the Star Wars that he did. Well, I don't think he likes Star Wars, but I think he likes Indy because he's <laughs> the star of Indy. That's it's fair. his project. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> But who knows? I think that's why he was willing to do Indy Four way before he was willing to do Star like Episode Wars. Seven. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. And truth be told, I never saw Crystal Skull. No, you haven't missed anything. Okay, <laughs> except the best moment in the whole franchise, which was the whole movie. No, I don't know. They, honestly, like 
there's a South Park episode about like the crystal skull and everything. Mm-hmm. We don't have to get into details. I've seen that. But, like there's there's one point where like the kids come running out of the theater screaming and losing their minds. <laughs> yeah. And at one point, Butters just goes, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> and I was like, I was kind of Butters because I was like, I didn't see the problems with it. I was like, oh, it's aliens. I guess that's kind of cool. Yeah. In the broad strokes and after the fact, you kind of see like, oh, yeah, it's not. You know, yeah. when you see it for the first time, it's like, oh, it's Indiana Jones again. But now it's like, mm. so that's kind of what has me worried because they went they went through so many different things. You think about like the first and the third movie, they went with religious artifacts. For the second movie, they pulled hearts out, and for the fourth movie, they were like aliens. Aliens. It's where can they go from there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one thing that I will say that I I like is that it's going to be directed by James Mangold. Yeah, he's Logan. certainly yeah Logan uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, and he's he's got a track record. I mean, he was originally attached to do the, the Boba Kenobi? Fett. Yeah, the Boba. Okay, so uh, all right to that end, I'll I'll give it a little. It's not you know it's it's it could be something more. Do you think it's going to be gritty, or do you think it's going to be slapstick like the R? <laughs> well, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones is slapstick. Yeah, like he punches somebody. It you it sounds like. Like it's just a smack, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's not a it's it's a large thud or whatever. You know, yeah. like it's silly stuff. I mean, I don't. I think that you have to stick with that theme or like that tone. Mm-hmm. But I also kind of hope that Mangold can go about it with a sense of greater significance than maybe right. you know what Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was, where it, it was just kind of slappy. Really kind of yeah, it it became a little too camp, perhaps. Well, yeah, there was just there was just too much for it. I don't, I don't know. I would like to see it. And then, like, what era would it be set in? Because the, the Crystal Skull was set in, like, uh, McCarthyism. It was uh, yeah, you know, the 50s. 50s, and uh, just dealing with the, the the red threat and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So, like, are they still going to be dealing with that? Is this going to be Vietnam now? Like, what's well, what's the deal, gang? Yeah. I mean, you figure we're going to be almost 15 years removed from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So, yeah, yeah we would be talking... Probably sometime in the sixties. What happened to so Mutt? Nam. What happened to Mutt? Is is Mutt in Nam? Did he go to Nam? Does he have a drug problem now? Like what <laughs> is, happened? Was that Shia LaBeouf's character? He was. His, okay. Yeah. Like his, his real name is Henry, like his father. <laughs> Why didn't he go to school? No, all right, sorry. That's the only line I remember from that movie. Why didn't he quit school? <laughs> Anyways, fair enough. That's so more that's, than I remember. That's all. Well, I I just I, remember the monkeys. Oh. And then he's like, I can you find a rope around here, and he throws a snake at him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and the fridge and the aliens. I didn't. <sighs> yeah, and that's yeah. Indy Four. <laughs> Indy Five is going to be even better. Staying alive. Staying. <laughs> <laughs> Indy Five. I. You know what? <laughs> All right. Oh, Indy Five and the will to stay alive. Indy Five and the quest for more money. <laughs> The, yeah, no, that's, that's Spaceballs too. Yeah, and the request for the nurse to bring back those delicious little raisinettes. Anyways, <laughs> all right. The final non-Star Wars Lucasfilm project is a going to be an adaptation of a book series called Children of Blood and Bone. I've heard about this. This actually sounds really cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I I mean, I'll just kind of read real briefly. Uh, the story will center around a young African girl's heart racing quest to restore magic to her forsaken people, the Magi. Lucasfilm will partner with 20th Century Studios on the coming-of-age adventure. It's written by uh, an author named Tomi Adeyemi. So I appreciate the fact that they're 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 branching out and going for original ideas. Yes, and I think this is a this is a great way to start off. And again, this is this is the idea that this is going to be for everybody. An mm-hmm. original well, idea. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> just like you know you get Willow and then all this kind of stuff, and this is kind of like shadow boxed in the corner. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I appreciate the fact that, like, with all the other big announcements and all these other properties that are already mainstays in a lot of people's, you know, world and everything like that, this is still finding its way. And it's also going to be a Lucasfilm property. Right. I mean, it, it fits the Lucasfilm mold in that it's going to have this fantastical element to mm-hmm. it. But it's, you know, but it is cool that they're actually going to develop something new. Yeah. And, like... And I kind of like Disney's approach to it that it's like, hey, let's give it to one of these other studios and not just like Disneyfy it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So. They'll be the money, but they won't be the factors. And exactly. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. So I'm interested to learn more about it. I might actually pick up the novel to, you know, garner what the story is because mm-hmm. I am curious to hear about it. I, I like the idea behind the Magi. Yeah. Um, agreed. I know you played as the Magi in the, one of the Assassin's Creed games. And I just like, I like their story in general. They're, 
high. They're they're like they they're like Secret Service for pharaohs and stuff like that. At least that's what I remember being. <laughs> anyways, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. All right. So All that right. was the last non Star Wars yes. Lucasfilm property. Correct. Okay. So now we're into it. Now we're into the Star Wars stuff. I will. I'm currently like looking at the Star Wars website mm. blog post that they published. So we're just gonna work off of that one. So we'll just go one by one. Yeah. Uh, and we'll start, I guess, with the films. Okay. Easy and enough. the first one is going to be Rogue Squadron. By Patty Jenkins. Yes. Wonder Woman's own. Very excited about this. I love the little video vignette where she explained her like her history with uh, pilots and everything with her yes. father. I thought that was very touching. Yeah. And just, you know, it adds to the idea that like, well, she already knows somebody who's probably has amazing stories about just being a fighter pilot in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that she's going to bring that kind of emotion to it. Now, with that being said, uh, with it being a Rogue Squadron movie, a lot of people are asking themselves, when is this going to be set? You yes. Know? So I have a theory that it could be set anywhere in between uh, uh, anywhere in between A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. Legitimately, uh, like in between um, A New Hope to Empire, like Rogue Squadron is developed and mm-hmm. it is an entity. And that's three years worth of storytelling that we can go into it. Yeah. The only real fly in the ointment is the fact that it's led by Luke Skywalker. Right. So <laughs> there's also another idea that you can go for if they decide to go for the Rogue Squadron video game aspect of it. And whenever Luke has crash landed on Hoth, thus Lando or um, Wedge would take over the, mm-hmm. uh, the Rogue Squadron from there. Now, just based on one piece of evidence from the uh, from a certain point of view book, there is a, there is only one evidence. It's it's we were talking about this a little bit. It's the Rogue Two story. Yes, essentially, there's there's a short story that involves uh, Wedge and I think it's not Hobby. It's um uh, I can't think of the other pilot's name. It's Zev Sineska. Zev Sineska. And like they they're like the only two survivors of Rogue Squadron or whatever, and they have to build a new squadron uh, to kind of you know restore their ranks and everything like that. But they're like even even uh, Wedge at one point says, I wanna I don't want to retire the name, but I want to put it on hold. Uh-huh. And I'll just go back to Rex like Red Squadron or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think that either he does come back to it and you know he does it after you know, after Return of the Jedi, or I don't know, there could be that moment in between Empire and Jedi where Rogue Squadron comes back to life. What do you think? Yeah, um, the note from StarWars.com is that the story will introduce a new generation of Starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary-pushing high-speed thrill ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. So even to that end, that might actually be post-Jakku. Yeah, it almost, yeah. I mean, I, I could almost see a story, and I mean, I know there's like some book backlog stuff yeah. here, but like, I almost wonder if, like, what if you convince like Dennis Lawson to play Wedge? And God you God have, God. yeah, and, and so you have him like trying to train a new generation for like the new new republic or like something the new even. republic defense fleet kind of deal exactly well even to that end that could explain a little bit like they're they're cleaning up the galaxy mm-hmm. it could be something along the lines of alphabet squadron where there is this despot there's a little faction of the empire that's still alive and they're still tracing them down going back to the squadrons game uh i think well there's a po- there's a moment in the squadrons game where you actually get to meet uh wedge and he introduces himself as the leader of rogue squadron which I got to tell you, it made me so upset, but like <laughs> it made me upset because from what I know, he's the leader of Phantom Squadron yeah, at this point. At that point. And the Starhawk is still in. Div- mm. I'm going to get lost in this tangent. I'm not going to go there. Um, <laughs> oh, we'll go there. Just not right now. <laughs> it, 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 this goes back to what I was saying that when we finally Save do this for review, the imps. Yeah. <laughs> when we finally do this review of this, this, this stupid, stupid game that I love, I will, I will be ripping it apart. But regardless, she says he's a part of Rogue Squadron. So obviously Rogue Squadron still out there during yes. the during the early days of the New Republic. But again, where's Phantom Squadron? You know, like where's the where's the ragtag that he brings together and all this kind of stuff? And so maybe this is it, you know. 
Maybe Rogue Squadron is just the name and they don't necessarily adapt to Rogue Squadron. It's hard to say. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is. This and is honestly, like, this is the most nitty-picky that you can get. It's just being like, <laughs> when is it set? But, like, on, I'm, I'm, this is one of the things I'm most excited about because the star fighting is my favorite part of Star Wars. Exactly. I mean, that's, I mean, that's why this is, like, the standout thing for me out of right. all of these. And there's a lot of really exciting projects. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I can't wait for just a pilot-centered story. I can't wait to find out more details. And, I mean, I'm totally willing to be surprised, I guess, by whatever comes out of it. Same here. Like I said, I'm just, I'm already, like, I'm already trying to peel back the, the seams and see what's what's making everything yes. tick, you know. But that's yeah. just me. We got some time, though, because it'll be, <laughs> uh, it's slated for December 2023, so. I got a few years, in other yeah. words. So what's the next project that we're working on? So the next film that was also announced is that Taika Waititi is going to be doing a feature-length production of Ryan, something. I remember you saying this is the one you're most anticipating. That is the one I am most excited about. Um, there's from every everywhere I've looked, there's no details there as no to details. what it is. But I very much am here for the fact that Taika Waititi has uh, responded to, "Hey, as a Star Wars fan, I'm really upset with how I'm going to ruin this." <laughs> <laughs> so he's already putting it out there. He's just like, taking, I know it's just taking t- just re- taking the teeth out of the toxic fandom. Well, so even side to, of it. I appreciate that, and I was going to say, even to that end, that we don't know much about it. There was a logo of sorts that was propped up on the Investors Day thing, and. I, if I remember correctly, it was like white and blue, but it almost looks, it almost looks like seventies esque. Like well, it almost looks like, like from his trapper keeper from the seventies. Yes. That's, that's a perfect way to put it. Like and it's like pink and blue even. Yes. It, it, it's, it's a very, it's a very loud color. So it makes me wonder if he's going to go for animated. It makes me wonder if he's going to just go for a straight comedy action movie. Who knows? I like the, I like the logo that he propped up with him, Yeah, you know, and I am interested to see what, could come down the pipe. I, I've liked what he's done so far with the, with the Mandalorian. I loved, uh, you know, Ragnarok. I loved uh, with the uh, look. Was it Hunt for the Wilder People? I think it yes. was. That was a great um, Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. I need to see Jojo Rabbit. Oh, uh, Jojo Rabbit is great. My wife saw it without me, and I was upset about it. I need Wait, to get. And I need you to said Dark Shadow or what we do in the shadows? What we, do, what we in do in the shadows? What we Sorry. do in the shadows? Dark is Shadows was incredible. just as good, but it was. You know, it's giant dab. So. <laughs> have you have you guys watched the series? Not yet. Of what we do in the shadows? I've heard. I have do, do yourself a favor. <laughs> I've heard very good things. There's, yeah. a, there's a certain cameo in I've, season two that I, I think you, you guys would be very much. I know which for. cameo you're referring to. Fair enough. Well, don't refer to me because I don't yes. know it. That's so. why I'm not speaking anymore in detail. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, the only, so, I mean, yeah. the only thing I'll add, um, like Kathleen Kennedy said, like her comments, the only thing she really had to say about it is, Taika's approach to Star Wars will be fresh, unexpected, and unique. Right. His enormous talent and sense of humor will ensure that audiences are in for an unforgettable ride. Here's hoping. Yes. And like I said, I'm excited to see it regardless of what comes down the pipe. Yes. So what we got next, man? So now we'll shift over to the shows. Na, 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 na. And again, I'll just go with what, uh, how they listed it on the website. Yeah, so, so this first isn't up, so much release order. It's just right. what's what they're got. Yeah. So first up, we've got Obi Wan Kenobi. <gasps> what? When? <laughs> well, apparently, Ow. apparently, twenty twenty two now. Oh, that's a whole other year, Andrew. That's yes. Uh, well, so uh, uh, again, to go back to watching the actual Investors Day thing, like there's a point, and they did this before. I forget what it was. It might have been like whenever they were still announcing like Endgame and Infinity War and stuff like that, where they were like, here's a little sneak preview. Because they would do this at the Comic-Cons, and you could watch the live stream and stuff like that. But they were like, here's your first preview of so-and-so. And it would fade to black or it would fade to this. In this case, it fit, it faded into a quiz show. And so you could answer like Star Wars questions for like three minutes. <laughs> and I was like, this is kind of cool, but I would really much rather see... Any footage you have yeah. of Obi-Wan I'd love to Kenobi. see what you're showing. Yes. And so I'm sure the investors got a nice show and everything. Yes. But so there was there was actual footage. It just was not available to the general public, which right. I was upset about. But anyways. But so, you know, the, the big news coming out of this, I mean, we knew this show was happening. Mm-hmm. It was announced at Celebration whenever, like in 2019, I guess. Yes. Uh, oh, man. Was supposed to start filming in, the, like in 2020, but, With you know, everything going pandemic kind of put a kibosh to that. Uh, speaking of like, you know, the John Favreau, Dave Filoni tree, uh, this one is being produced by Deborah Chow, who famously did a couple episodes 
in season one. From season one. one. Yeah. yeah. Another Jessica Jones showrunner as well. Yeah. And she was also involved with Mr. Robot. And yeah. That is, yeah, yeah. That is correct. So she's, she's prolific. She's over. She's yeah. all over the place. Yeah, exactly. And she's a great director, too. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful choice. Um, you know, very, very happy with that selection. But then the other big news is that we know now, officially... Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen is coming back to play Darth Vader. That is incredible. Yes. That is simply incredible. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know what they're going to do. Because, like, you think about what we've seen already from Rebels. Mm -hmm. The showdown, the rematch of the century already that we had with Maul and Obi-Wan on the stands of Tatooine and everything. Like, that was already... Tatooine. Tatooine. It was already, like, so emotional and, like, just, you know, it was a gut punch and this kind of, this and that. This is the series is supposed to be set ten years after the events of Return of the Jedi or no, um, Revenge of the Sith, and so, I mean, the only way you can think about it, if you want to speculate anything, is that somehow they come into contact with each other while he's in the suit, or there could be some kind of internal conflict, or there could be some kind of back, you know, um, oh, what's what's the word? Um, backflash, backflash, <laughs> flashback, ah, backdraft. God dang it! Splashback. Somebody else talk. I can't say words. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think it could be a combination of all of those things. Yes, I think I it's know. you know, I, I don't think you bother to bring back Hayden Christensen if he's not going to appear as Anakin Skywalker. I would hope at so. times, yeah. And then you know, I, I mean, I, I'm just excited that we have come full circle that he's made his uh, peace sort of with the with Lucasfilm with the brand and you know, he's willing to do this again. And I mean, I think it's a cool thing for us as you know, that prequel generation that he is coming back and it's that exciting. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of original trilogy heads, um, kind of like why he was terrible. They were like, that's the point, but I'm so <laughs> I'm excited to see what he does with more capable direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like having having somebody that can actually give him direction. Yes. I think is that's and, important. And garner a better performance out of talent. Than, yes. Again, we've we've spoken a length about this, but George Lucas, visionary human. Yes, not a great director. horrible director of talent. <laughs> yes, exactly. That you know, I, this is. I feel like this is something I've said about a few people recently. But it's like the the least interesting thing about George Lucas is his direction. Yeah, <laughs> you know? pretty much. Or it's like the kinda, least important part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, his storytelling. Yes, his. Uh, you know, did, like what he did for the film industry. Yes, uh, you know, the creation of ILM has permanently changed the industry. Exactly. Absolutely. But. Um, yeah, the the direction faster, more intense. <laughs> yeah, keep, slower, less intense. Keep him ho- keep him away from the actual onset talent. That's yes. all. So yes. I guess, like in 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 all regards uh, to finish it out, I just I will say I'm interested to see where they go with it. I'm mostly concerned about them ruining what the fight on the Death Star means. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Because the way I kind of look at it is like. The last time these these people fought, it ended with Anakin, you know, being dismembered and left for dead. And then, you know, two decades later, they're reintroduced to each other again on the deck of the Death Star. And, you know, it doesn't seem like it's that, you know, much of a powerful fight right now. But to think about the emotion and the weight behind it, you know, because you know what the backstory is. So then maybe, maybe this is more of a cat and mouse situation where Could be. Darth Vader is trying to track him down, knowing yeah. that he's out there and Obi-Wan's just more cunning and one step ahead. That's that. I would like to think that too. It is yeah. a, uh, I'd enjoy that. that I'd fun. watch that series. So it would be interesting because we've also said before, if they do this, it, it, it he cannot leave Tatooine. Right. That's the most important part. Yes. Or at least not. I think it's Much. been hinted that it he will. I mean, I kind of feel like he will as well. Just, yeah, I don't think, I think it's, it's going to be... You, it's going to be hard to do Star Wars on one planet. It's fair. Because That's then it doesn't fair. feel like Star Wars as much. No, know? I know. And I, like I said, it, it. I know you can do... Like I said, you can feasibly do a story if you do it right. But they kind of took that story and ran with it for the first episode of season two of Mandalorian. Yeah. So like, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that or not. Unless mm-hmm. they decide to do that whole idea of, you know, uh, moisture extortion that they did in the novel, you know, and just kind of <laughs> yeah, go from there. Maybe. 
But anyways, anyways, so, yeah, uh, we got some time on that one still. So uh, that not bad. I, 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 I'm excited to see what happens. Exactly. I, I'm excited and optimistic just because I feel like the, the pieces are there and they're strong. So that always helps. Right. Uh, then moving on, we've got star Wars, Ahsoka, Ooh. <laughs> which will be executive produced by both Dave Filoni and John Favreau. And so. this is, this is another one of those one. It's set in the same timeline. As Mandalorian yes. currently. Yeah. So I mean, I, my kind of suspicion is, I mean, since they've kind of rumored that, you know, we might only get three se- seasons of Mando mm. and like that's his story will be done. Like, I'm wondering if they like Filoni and Favreau will just go from end of Mando and then Into switch Ahsoka's. over to Ahsoka. It could be. Well, to get back what I said at the beginning, that they're Marvel, it's the Marvelification or whatever mm. of you know Star Wars universe. This is a perfect example of doing that. They're leading his story so that Ahsoka's story can move on, and then eventually they're all going to meet up in the end game. Get a, yeah, get they're going to cross streams. Defenders yeah. team up kind of deal. Oh, it's going to be great. Like it's going to be a point where they all well because. I mean, we'll get into the other one that shows up, but there's another series that's coming out that's also set within the same timeline. Yeah. Um, but this is also, first of all, this is Rosea, uh, Rosio Dawson coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she will to continue do, to play to, Ahsoka. To continue slaying. Hell yeah. <laughs> Killing yes. it. Um, and I mean, I'll be excited to see where her story goes. I think it's obvious from, you know, Mando that we know that she's On looking the, for Thrawn yeah. and presumably still looking for Ezra. So this exactly. probably also means that we'll probably get some live action uh you know, ghost crew. Yes. Re, re, we might see Hera. We might see uh, Jason. We might see uh, Sin, uh, Sabine. Sabine. Might even see Zeb. Yeah. You know, God willing, we'll see Rex. How <laughs> well, upset were you that Rex didn't show up? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I've talked about this in previous episodes. Yeah. That, that was kind of always my, like, the subterfuge of, They're like, like, oh, he's coming Tamora back to play Morrison. Boba Fett. Yeah. He's like, no, oh, he's, he's going to come back and play Boba Fett. But no, actually, he's going to be Captain Rex. Mm. But. I mean, I feel like he, he's got plenty of work lined up for him if he wants it. <laughs> yeah, we've heard that voice a thousand times. He's got lots of voices he could play. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, yeah, so there's really no more details about that one, like timeline or anything like that. But yeah, we know when it's set, but it's just about what it's going to do. That's, yes. We don't know that. And But so building on that and what you were alluding to earlier about another show set in that same time frame, we have Rangers of the New Republic. Which sounds very exciting. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be like, uh, I mean, it's just action, you know, it's, it's cops in space. Chips in space. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's been pretty heavily implied. I mean, this has been like weather ballooned for a long time and it was pretty heavily implied that this will kind of be like, uh, Cara Dune's kind of, she might, could be the lead sort of, so one. to speak. Yeah. Well, even to that end, I mean, we saw the, 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 the during the siege episode, like toward, towards the end, uh, mm. when, not Trapper Wolf, but the other general. Captain uh, Carson Teva. Carson Teva is like saying as much as like, you know, we could use your help. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's Something's going to Something's going back. on out here. He's yeah. going to be coming back. I know something is going to be, uh, something with them. I feel like it's going to happen or it could just be that like, it could be something like the crew of, um, the Aftermath series where they're just hunting down, you know, Imperial yeah. holdouts. Yeah. You know, Outlining. which I think that, that would, that would be cool in itself. Yes. Yeah. You know? Um, one, one thing I will say, so Ahsoka is supposed to be a limited series. So mm-hmm. probably, you know, kind of like Obi-Wan, probably a one, one done. season. Yeah. One yeah. And done. But this is just referred to as a ongoing series. So yeah. I think there's a chance that this could play out for a while. And to your other point, uh, will intersect with future stories and cult- culminate into a climactic story event. Exactly. So, so it, we're definitely, I mean, in terms of the Marvelification, we are definitely going the crossover route eventually. We're going to have that cool shot where they're all just standing in a circle and it's just going to go around <laughs> them and everything. And everyone's just shouting up, you know, like Din's going to be loading his gun and then FedEx going to be looking down her scope thing. And then Kara's just going to roar. You know, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> She's going to be doing the Hulk roar. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I mean, it, it, again, this is another one we don't know much about except when it will be set. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. We know it, it will overlap with the events of Mando. So I'll be interested to see what they do with it. Yes. You know, it'll be interesting to see someone outside of a pseudo armor. Yes. Presumably. <laughs> Agreed. P- yeah. Potentially. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Carl uh, will get something new and shiny. Well, even to that end, if they did, so, if you wanted to <clears throat> kind of guesswork on this a little bit, do you think it will be something like 
to kind of fast forward a little bit, something like a bad batch where it's like, uh, you know, this one's the shooter, this one's the tech guy, this one's the heavy, like everyone has their own specialty skills and it's a odd, you know, it's an oddball crew. I think which is, that's Star Wars, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that is like the Star Wars motif and I think it's definitely possible. I mean, I think, you know, one maybe area that we haven't had yet is like a good like alien sidekick, so to speak. That's fair. And yeah. I mean, obviously we've had Grogu. Don't get me wrong. No, but. no. Well, we need someone like Shriv who's like a, he can talk back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's, that's what we, we need the wisecracking. Yeah. Sidekick. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. So maybe we're in line for something like that. So never know. So that'll be exciting. Uh, beyond that, we have Lando. Oh my Another God. one that's been weather ballooned ever since Solo came out. <laughs> well, even to that end, this, uh, this like the Obi-Wan uh, uh, series that was announced earlier, uh, had some footage to be shown, but it was only available to investors. Mm-hmm. So I had to watch it through another quiz, mm-hmm. which was not <laughs> as fun as the first one. But uh, still, I'm, I, you'd have to imagine that Donald Glover is coming back. Yes. I would it have is, to imagine. It's interesting that... like. He, that was not confirmed in the Disney Investor Day presentation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only name that we know behind it right now is Justin Simeon, who's going to be the uh, showrunner for this one. Yes. Um, I forget, I know that they announced what he had done before. It was Dear, <laughs> Dear White, White People. people. Right. Yeah, okay. exactly. So, uh, so, I mean, so that's good. And it's another, like, maybe not, like, what you expect in terms of, like, not, like, an action background, et cetera, but... No. I mean, uh, like, we know Orlando, he's he's a he's a ladies' man, he's yes. a gambler, uh, but he's, you know, he's a smooth talker. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I feel like that's what a lot of what this show will be. Yeah. Yeah, it's I can see him. it having a very different vibe from just, you know, big explosion, go boom kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. He, uh, can, <laughs> he can almost pull, like, a Now You See Me where it's a lot of, uh, you know, bait and switch. That's I've I've heard rumors that this was going to be kind of like a heist. I could totally show, see that, which I'm I'm in. I, I love it. I've brought up this novel before, and I'll bring it up every time that something like this comes up. The um, the scoundrels, the the book scoundrels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Han, uh, Lando, and Chewbacca pulling a Ocean's Eleven heist. That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. it's incredible. And if Sign they were me able up for to do, that. yeah, if they were able to do Ocean's Eleven in space. Like that's I'm all I'm all for it. Yeah. So. But Agreed. That's about all we know for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no no timeline. Again, it's supposed to be like a limited series, so probably yeah. just a one one off. Maybe it could be Lando getting the Falcon. I was gonna say it's Oh, that's yeah. Maybe, or maybe he gets the money, he's or, like, I'm gonna go after this YT thirteen hundred. Yeah, or maybe how he gets Cloud City or something. That's also true. Oh uh, so, all right, the so lot, that'll be lot exciting. of possibilities. Yeah. What uh, we got next? We got Andor. <gasps> oh well, now this one was very exciting because we actually got a trailer. We did for get it. to see the trailer a for this. Sizzle. Little, yeah, a little sizzle, sizzle reel. Apparently, they've only actually been in production for about well, I guess now about six weeks or so. But it was like three weeks at the time they released the trailer. Yeah, in the trailer, like you could see, they were still masked up and everything, so they were taking their precautions, which yeah. I appreciate. Yeah, it's good to they see. Were, they were in their costumes and all this, and they were <laughs> Tom, trying. It Tom out. Cruise didn't have to come over and yell at them oh for, for breaking <laughs> protocols. <laughs> I seriously don't blame him for doing that, but like it's just like it's just good God, like it's listen, just, it's it's possible to do large scale productions like this even with the pandemic rolling. Are you guys are familiar with Mike Flanagan? Maybe what? what? Um, at, well, in the past decade, well established horror director, but he did um, Haunting of uh, Hill House and Bly okay. Manor. Okay, they wrapped a production in Vancouver on his next Netflix series. On schedule, <laughs> they like just no no positive cases, good. no f- breakout, like nothing. Mm-hmm. They totally mitigated all of it, but, and, and that's and that's that's the sad truth. Is it just takes one person to yeah. kind of ruin it for everybody else? Yeah. So, but, but it's possible. It is still possible to do production with this. Well, so, and so. I I appreciate them putting that in the sizzle reel to show that like they're serious about moving forward and they're taking whatever they have to do to make sure that mm-hmm. everyone is safe and you know, this kind of stuff. Exactly. So to that end, like seeing them flip around and like wear all the different costumes and everything. I loved it. I love seeing that Andor is back and I love the little line where he goes, he's like, it was kind of bittersweet seeing that, you know, it was only for one movie, but he's like, I guess, well, that's where magic happens. Yeah. <laughs> and it was great. Yeah. Just, and then like all of a sudden his hair got longer. What a, yeah. What a, what a charming He's a great guy. gentleman. He, Diego he, like, Luna is. He uh, he's going to be the next. I mean, like he's not going to be the next Pedro Pascal. It's going to sound silly, but like <laughs> he's going to be 
like he has that kind of flair that Pedro has, and mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to bring that to his character. I liked Andor in the you know in Rogue Squadron a lot. Uh-huh. He like you didn't know what his character was. His character was very complicated. Yeah, because we've already said that like he was one of these people who's willing to get the job done to do what he has to do. But like, yeah. he's been in the fight since he was six years, years old. old. Exactly. <laughs> right. So I'll be so. interested to see with it. And uh, honestly, like I've said it before, it's that it's that time frame of star wars that is it's the most interesting to me the actual formation of the rebellion rise of the rebellion yeah so at the early days and everything like that and just seeing like how everybody else reacts to the empire will be interesting yeah we do actually have some decent details on this so i'm just gonna read here real quick Andor, a tense nail-biting spy thriller created by tony gilroy the guy who did uh, the born identity series uh yes and he also is actually credited with a lot of like the like reshoots for Rogue One. Oh, yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so he certainly has, you know, he's well versed with the character, and it, you know, has a history with that kind of feeling of story. <laughs> That's fair. I uh, like it. But it's set to arrive on Disney Plus in 2022. Diego Luna, reprising the role of Rebel spy Cassian Andor from Rogue One, will be joined by a fantastic new cast that includes Stellan Skarsgård. Adria oh, yeah. Arjona, oh, Fiona Shaw. That's Skarsgård. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to have all of them soon, I think. I think yeah. so. <laughs> well, at this point, well, first of all, one of the people you mentioned, I believe, is uh, Aunt Petunia. We should we should put up. Yeah, there's a couple more. Denise Goff, Kyle Soller, and Genevieve O'Reilly. Yes. Is Mon Mothma. I was like, what? Again. Makes perfect sense, but I think this will be a, a, another perfect example to prop up Mon Mothma because more often than not, she's just a she's a she's a book character, you know. Like she does have some time in movies and like in shows, but she nailed doesn't she she shines in the book. I guess mm-hmm. I should say like she shines in the books and yeah. like you get we to see, see why she's the leader. leader. Exactly. But obviously, like the films don't really have that wide of a lens to kind of demonstrate why the Rebel Alliance really We're following even, this. Yeah, needs to be following this her. flaming vixen over here. No. That's right. <laughs> the Battle of Tanab. Oh yeah. Oh, it must have heard about my little maneuver. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Uh, a couple more. We've got the Acolyte, which mm. will be headed by Leslie Headland, who yes. did Russian Doll. Yes. On is that on Netflix? Netflix? Yeah. Okay. Yes. I couldn't yes. remember if it was a Prime show or not. Nah. Um, but so this will be—it's a mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. So we had very exciting. You had theorized that this might be the introduction of Darth Plagueis. Yes. Now, being that the acolyte centers around a female character, uh, do you think that might still be the case? I mean, I think it's possible. I mean, I, you know, unfortunately, the Plagueis novel by James Lucino is not canon. As much so, as I would love it to be. <laughs> so there's no reason why it has to be like a 300-year-old mune. No, no, I know. But I, I mean, at the same time, I feel like there are other examples of Plagueis still being referred to as mune. I don't know. It, this is going to be something hard to kind of put out there. Plagueis is definitely a character. Mm-hmm. Whether or not Plagueis is even a male, well, actually, no, that's that's not true. They they kind of established that he's that he's male in Revenge of the Sith because, like, after all his training, you know, he cannot save himself from death. That's kind of how the Emperor put it. That's true. But for all we know, maybe this is Plagueis's, uh, you know master and like she's coming out of her shell exactly but so, this, this also feeds into the idea of the high republic being you know what it was and we can learn more about it and now we can see where it kind of goes down exactly so i mean it'll be awesome i mean we talked about like the exploration of the high republic that we're getting in the new book series that's mm-hmm. coming out and and then you know this will kind of be the first time we get to see that in action um, you know, I think there's some interesting dynamics we could see, like a slightly younger Yoda. We could see, uh, Definitely. you know, maybe like a, a young uh, like, Chewbacca. <laughs> well, maybe he's 190 years old, Andrew. <laughs> it looks I, great. I was gonna say Mace Windu, actually. But... Well, is that true? Yeah. Because uh... <laughs> um, I mean, roughly, they've said this timeline might be about 50 years before the events of uh, Episode One. That's fair. So, well, I thought that was supposed to be the timeline of the, the Chinese novel. Uh, that, no, that's set in the New Republic, or the High Republic, right? 
at the at the tail end of at the, the high end Republic. of the High Republic. It is actually so, so maybe, maybe it is around the same. So time. Maybe there's a little bit but of it's crossover. A, you said yeah. it was a different side of the galaxy. Yes, the Chinese <laughs> part of the galaxy. <laughs> to that end, I mean, I don't know, man. Like you said, like maybe this acolyte story is starting on the out, outer rim of the you know of the known worlds or something like that. For all we know, this this is the fun of it, though. That like we just don't know. We we know so much about Star Wars, anyways, and like we get nerdy about it. But like this is this is what I love about it. Yeah, it's, just the, and it's the thrill of exploration. Yeah, now there's new things, and that's what's kind of exciting. Like I, I mean, you know, We're all fine. love to everything else, but like when you don't have to like reiterate the same time frame yeah. as much. I was yeah. gonna say you and I are like we're finally gonna be on the same page when it comes to knowledge of you know this era yes you know what i mean because before i mean that was the back and forth is that you had you had more knowledge like the about legends, legends and yeah and now i'm just kind of catching up <laughs> now i understand um a couple more and now we're kind of moving into the animated sphere mm-hmm. a little bit uh we have star wars the bad batch which will be the next thing that we get to see it's like january or february isn't it? um maybe not i don't know i don't know that it's that soon but it's in 2021 and i'm presuming it's coming before mando season 3 it have to yeah yeah and and i guess to that end the book of boba fett which yeah. we haven't even talked about i know uh, i mean we don't really know any details about that other, other than, than the he sat on the dais and yeah. <laughs> thus he is the he's he's the charge now yes so. he's the captain now he's the captain now I hope, uh, I hope we get to see some Bomar monks maybe. in Book of Boba Fett. That's all I have to say about that. Fair enough. Leave it up there. <laughs> uh, but So with the Bad Batch, they made their introduction in the final season of The Clone Wars. Yes. I'm happy to hear that they're going to get their own show because I liked them and I want to see more of them. It goes back to what I was saying before of the Rangers of the New Republic kind of being this oddball, eclectic group of people. Mm-hmm. Except now they're all technically the same person, but with modifications. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So I mean, I'm excited good, to see how it plays good out. Good for D. Bradley Baker. Oh, dude, he's good. He, <laughs> uh, he's, he's set for life. Yeah. He does every single character in this show. Yeah. The one man D. Bradley Baker show. That's right. Uh, so I'm assuming we all watched the trailer for it and everything. Yes. yes. Uh, did you notice that there's one trooper in there that kind of has a helmer, helmet similar to Fennec Shan? Well, that's because it is Fennec Shan. It is Fennec Shan. Okay. I wasn't sure if they had oh. confirmed that it was actually her or not. Yes. They I did, did not know that. I mean, okay. they did, Ming-Na Wen did. Wow. Like, she said, yes, I'm doing that as well, doing the voice. So she's, <laughs> like, it's just, like, Disney it might as well be her company, apparently. She is as, cleaning up. That's awesome. As discussed previously. Disney princess, Marvel superhero, Star oh, Wars character. I'm excited. <laughs> no, I, I heard about that and I wasn't sure. Like, I remember seeing the helmet. I was like, wow, that looks familiar. And now it makes more sense. Yeah. And we also so. get to see Tarkin, which is always, a, oh my God, always yeah. a treat. So you think Tarkin's going to take over the Bad Batch? Like, it, they're going to be his go-to guys? Well, I think so. And I think that's going to set up some interesting story elements. Um, you know, I, th- I think the notion of the Bad Batch as this kind of not quite you know, brainwashed sect of the clone army is yep. going to have some very interesting ramifications. I'm going to be interested to see. I wonder if they're going to go off and do their own thing and cause some trouble around the galaxy, much like Rex and Wolf and uh, Gregor did. You yes. know what I mean? Like yeah. they kind of retired themselves. I, I agree with that. And I mean, the nice thing with Bad Batch is, I mean, it's it's all of like the Lucasfilm animation standards are involved. Right. I mean, we've got Dave Filoni as executive producer, Athena Portillo, Brad Rao, Jennifer Corbett and Carrie Beck also serving as producers. Mm-hmm. And apparently Brad Rao, who did most of, like did most of the direction for Rebels and Resistance, uh, is going to be the supervising director for it. So, perfect. So yeah. he knows the he knows the universe that he's yes. working with. That's perfect. Yes. So I'm excited for it. And that, that'll be the first one that we get our hands on. Mm-hmm. So what's next? Then we've got Star Wars Visions. Now this, I'm very excited about. Yeah, I agree. Um, it sounds anyone, awesome. <laughs> has anyone ever seen Batman Ninja? I have not. That, I've seen like clips, clips from it. Of it yeah. But, yeah. Essentially, it's just Batman reimagined. But like it, it, the idea is it, it's, it's a whole new company. They did a, you know, a, a visualization of what if Batman and all of his, you know, Rose Gallery transported to feudal Japan. Yes. Time tra- time traveled and everything. And so it's it's anime in its own way and I I appreciate that. And so that's what this is going to be. It's going to be these uh Star Wars stories that we know and love told through uh through yeah. anime, right? Through anime. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so it's um 
Presenting all new creative takes on the galaxy far, far away, Star Wars Visions will be a series of animated short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. The anthology collection will bring 10 fantastic visions from several of the leading Japanese anime studios, offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds awesome. I mean, it kind of sounds like... I mean, I think we've all seen certain clips from like Star Wars Galaxies of Adventure, mm-hmm. uh, which is like it was designed for kids, but it was basically just like this smooth, you know, yeah, artistic reimagining of famous scenes from. That's I could see it being along those lines. Um, I could see it being something like I mean, especially with the choreography of like lightsaber fights and stuff like that. I could see it being along the lines of uh, Samurai Jack or Afro Samurai, like have that stoic feel to it. Um, you know, I mean, just, I mean, just looking at like anime battles in general, I I always thought anime battles, regardless of what show you're watching are, they are always epic. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) They could be opening a jar of peanut butter and it's a five minute dialogue. They're just like trying to get to the, you know, flashback between their face, the hand, the lid, and you know, it's just everywhere. Yeah. But all I'm getting at is like, I, I'm excited to see what they take with it. There are some short stories. There's, there's at least one. Uh, fan film out there of someone that animated uh, like it's a TIE fighter attack okay and it looks like I mean it looks like very early Japanimation it's really good it's really well done there's no there's no dialogue or anything and it, it and if they did something like that but you know actually charged the stories of Star Wars mm-hmm. like forget about it yeah anyone who's an anime fan who were on the fence we got you <laughs> yes yeah no I, I i love that that sounds really cool and, and i mean i appreciate again like this kind of focus on perhaps trying to you know be more representative and diverse exactly. and, and broaden the audience yeah. uh the final item is a droid story <laughs> As, as Lucasfilm continues to develop new stories, the intersection of animation and visual effects offers a new offers new opportunities to explore. Lucasfilm Animation will be teaming up with Lucasfilm's visual effects team, Industrial Light and Magic, to develop a special Star Wars adventure for Disney Plus. A droid story. Uh. The epic journey will introduce introduce us to a new hero guided by legendary duo R2D2 and C3PO. Now, it makes me wonder who this new hero is, and it makes me wonder if this will be something like that droid story from Clone Wars, <laughs> where uh, C-3PO became a god, and, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about. Like, they had those, like, three exchanges where, like, R2 was trying to get something done, and C-3PO completely read the situation wrong. Yes. And hilarity ensues. Yes. That's kind of what I'm imagining is going to happen. needed to get the fruit Yes. That, yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> it's like you know, everyone talks about like, oh, you can skip all these episodes because they just don't mean oh, anything. That's definitely in the skip part. <laughs> I know, but it's one of those things. If you do watch it, it's funny. It is, you know. But yeah. still, yeah, it's just. But I'm wondering if it'll be something like that. I wonder if it'll be live action. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely but, curious to yeah. see what they'll do with it. All I know is that the fact that they called out that ILM is one of the big parts of the puzzle means they have some new tech. They have yeah. some new wizardry that they're, they're gonna... excited to flex with. <laughs> and uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to that. see. Yeah. And, I, and like that just, it feels like it's going to be like all of those, like the ILM guys just like, because they all have these interesting creative spirits. Yeah. Like, um, you know, like uh, John Knoll, for instance, like has gone on and directed a whole bunch of stuff, but he still comes back and oh yeah, and, and works sure. at ILM. Has when fun he's, with it. Probably, yeah. It's probably, I mean, like imagine how Imagineers are. You yeah, know, it's just it, it's a job you enjoy going to. Yeah, you know? exactly. Not so, a lot of people can say that. Yeah, so I think that'll that'll be fun. I mean, it it might just be cute and silly or whatever, but yeah, and like I appreciate those too. Like, like you were saying with the Galaxy of Heroes and stuff like that, it's a very kid friendly version of uh, you know all these amazing moments in Star Wars and yes. everything. Yeah. Uh, so, well, that was pretty pretty succinct. That was an amazing amount of news. Yes, uh, I, there's a lot. <laughs> and we down. are set for literally years to come with right. new Star Wars content. And so, it, it, honestly, it's going to be uh, it's going to be hard to kind of come back on all of this. Um, I mean, we'll 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 definitely be like breaking them down as they come out. More yeah. information <laughs> as they come out, and we'll just kind of go with it and do our thing. Uh, to finish out. Uh, I wanted to see how you felt about maybe introducing our book of the month club. Absolutely. Uh, so with that being said, uh, we are now going to start uh, reading 
Well, we're not going to actually read it to you, but uh, <laughs> we hope you got a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> that could be arranged. So, what we're going to do is we're uh, we're each going to uh, have uh, a read of what is it? Thrawn, Book One, Ascendancy. Yes, Chaos Rising or something like that. Yes, it's a whole long title to it. <laughs> uh, and what we're going to do is uh, we're going to come back here, not the next episode, but the following episode. And we're going to give a review of the book. We're hoping that, you know, we're going to give you guys enough time if you would like to you yeah. know, catch up with us. And we'll read try it. to stretch these out further mm-hmm. moving forward, but just kind of coming right off of all the Mando everything. News. And it was, and now like, oh, we have to cop, you know, talk about this. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, all right, now we can start to piece things together a little bit more. We're going right. to slow down a little bit. I think uh, it'll be easy enough. Yeah. And we'll, what we'll do is, like I said, we'll, we're going to come back next week with a different topic. And then the following week after that will be our full review of the first book in this new Thrawn trilogy. Yes. We love Thrawn here. So we're just going to throw it out yeah, there. It's looking forward to that conversation. But so if you have any questions, you know, that's why we're presenting this now in advance. Yes. And if you have any questions or comments and you want to know more about the book that we are going to be doing for this book one, or if you want to just ask us about you know anything else that we didn't mention from the investors today, be sure to shoot us an email at greatershotfirstpod at gmail.com, all one word. As well as uh, if you want to, you can check us out at Instagram at Greedo Shot First Podcast, all one word there, at Twitter at First Greedo. Uh, or if you can, and this would be a big help, check us out on Apple Podcast and rate and review us. Uh, the rate. The ratings and the reviews, uh, they do a lot to, you know, pump up our numbers and we've been doing good with subscribers and we want to thank everyone for joining up with us. And if you can't get to us on Apple, uh, Apple podcasts, you can also check us out on Spotify now, yeah. as well as our own website at Reggie's house podcast.com. Uh, and with all that being said, I want to thank everyone for tuning in and joining us and just having fun. And hopefully, uh, you guys heard something that excited you and we can, Get back on to uh, more exciting Star Wars news and topics to come. And with all that being said, I had a great time. Ryan, did you have a good time? Connor, I had a great time. Andrew, you have a good time? It's a boring conversation anyway. I'll bet it was. Mm.